Oh, this is so cool. This is, uh, Legit as fuck. Yeah, this is cool. I feel like Mark Marin right now. Some shit, you know? <laughs> no, man. And then I think that's the crazy part about like all of this. And you know, I'm I'm lucky that Colin is willing to help, <clears throat> willing to help me with all this. Like, yeah, we're good. What's up? We're good. Are we we're live? live? Yeah, we're live. Just get uh, live. Jeremy if you want to scoot in frame a little bit. Where this way? Towards towards uh here. Hold on. Damn, it's in it. Oh, shit. And then another thing that, like, I'm also trying to do, Jeremy, is let's also try to angle it so, like, me oh. and you are, like, because then... The yeah, then we're going to be looking at a... Yeah, maybe we got to move the camera. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So then, like, so I've been doing... This is my good side. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we... Yeah, scoot, scoot closer there. Man, that's your yeah i think a good way would be like to like angle your chair just comfortable, I guess, yeah there there's no rush right yeah no 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 rush at all no rush at all do you, does it tell you how many um people are tuned have? in yeah yeah i'll know that and you guys can we'll talk to like chat and stuff like that at the end of the podcast yeah yeah that's the, that's the thing too so like so since this is like all a test you're basically like my third guest here right okay so like the first time I had a guest that was Patrick, um, we didn't we broadcasted it live, but we didn't save it because we didn't know what we were doing. Uh-huh. So it's like a, such a learning process, and and then when when I had Sam on, we had the Twitch chat up, but then like that distracted Sam from having a real conversation with me. So then, what we decided to do after that is have like a Q and A at the end of like the conversation oh okay cool like oh yeah at the end of it like if if there are viewers or whatever like we'll take time like 10 15 minutes at the end yeah i put a little thing up on um my my uh your instagram, instagram. yeah dude thank you yeah is that the right thing yeah, yeah. tv yep 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 it's in this whole uh i want to put another one up say we're live yeah man do your thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we're live right colin Colin, mm, sorry, we're live. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. We are we're, live. We're live. We're recording audio. You guys are just good to tune in. Go in. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, for people that are tuning in, welcome to the Sweet Two Hundred Six Podcast. Uh, this is Miguel, and I'm here with Jeremy Goodwin. Hello. Um, <laughs> he hello. is. Yeah, Jeremy, introduce yourself, man. Well, you did a pretty good job. That's uh, that's me. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. Uh, Sean Pencils on Instagram. Yo, the look, you look like <laughs> Sean Penn. Uh. That's, uh, that was kind of the joke when I first moved here to New York. I, I met some homies that were like, yo, you're the young Sean Penn. And one of them started calling me Sean Pencils. And it just kind of stuck. And no, I ran with it. That's a dope name because you're an artist. Sean Pencils, dog. Mm -hmm. like, so Jeremy is an artist out here in New York City. Uh, the way I met Jeremy was Jeremy actually became Casey Neistat's studio manager while I was at Beam. There was there was like three studio managers after me. Um, there was Dylan, who's also going to be on the podcast soon. There was Dylan, Jeremy, and then Patrick. Mm -hmm. Patrick and Jeremy have been on the podcast now, and I'm planning to have Dylan on there. Yeah, Dylan's awesome. I just uh, I just saw Dylan. He came to the uh, – I had a, 
a pop up for my clothes across the street at uh, Doton's place, dude. I thought who you should get to do the podcast too. No, definitely Doton's good guy. No, man, like I, I thought you were gonna be there at night because I ended up coming at at. Oh, really? The they, had a, they had a night event. Yeah. Yes, no, I, I just stayed for the for the merch pop up. I thought you were gonna be there because I saw like it was a little confusing to be honest because Sarah Dietschy and them were doing a pop-up in the morning or like during the day yeah and then she was also doing another event at night yeah i wasn't clear but i mean it, and, and i think it went, went, went well yeah I, I went to the night event i, I yeah. thought you were gonna be there but i don't think they had any of the merch out of that night no did they? No, no they didn't have anything i yeah it wasn't clear to me what i got confused i was like wait patrick is there one during the day one during the night and he was like yeah there's one for both and i was like oh <laughs> but yeah but man, it was cool yeah dude um Thanks for being on the podcast. Of course, thank you for having me, Miguel. This is really fun. <laughs> yeah, so like I was telling you before, like the way this all even started was um it was just a little odd. Like I've been running a lot and then this one time I was running, I just couldn't stop thinking of doing a podcast cuz Casey's doing his whole thing with 368 and I've just been thinking about how I need to make content. Mm-hmm. Some kind of content somewhere somehow. And one of the platforms I really wanted to do was podcast. And I just kept thinking and thinking about it. During this one run, it just consumed my mind during the whole run. And then so I just said, you know what, tomorrow I'm just going to do a podcast with Patrick. I'm just going to record. I'm going to use the mics that I have. And then out of nowhere, Colin hits me up the day of. And he was like, hey, man, what are you doing this morning? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm planning on doing a podcast with Patrick. Patrick and Colin are roommates. Oh, okay, cool. And... Nice. And um, Colin was like, oh, that's good because I actually bought a whole bunch of podcasting gear and I want to set it up and get it, get a podcast running. And I was like, whoa, that's serendipitous. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so now here we are. That's awesome. It's wild, man. So, yeah, this is cool. I, um, you know, I only really know about podcasts through, like I was saying earlier, Mark Marin. you know, like it was not very a thing that. I got into like listening to them until I saw his show. Have you seen his show? I haven't. Oh, it's hilarious. You have to check it out. He's a comedian, but he does like this podcast and he has other comedians come on and they do this. They just they sit just in talk. his garage. Yeah, and they, they just, just talk and shoot the shit. And, and seeing that's what what like I think that's so interesting that podcasting is so big and it's so intriguing to people where people are just sitting down and talking mm-hmm. and and they get listeners. Yeah, like you said, Mark Marin, he's a comedian, and you know, even um, like Joe Rogan, he's one of my favorite podcasters. Yeah, and he just talks to people like long format conversations. How long are Mark Marin's episodes? Um, you know, I'm not sure. But I think probably like half an hour or something like that. So, with this podcast, I, I fifteen I, minutes. I'm, I don't know. I'm not really sure. At, at first, I was telling Sam like I think it should be like twenty to thirty minutes, but then Sam was saying oh, don't put a limit on it, you know, just have a conversation and just let it rock. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, and then, so me and Sam's convo lasted for like an hour and a half, two hours. And I'm <laughs> nice. like, like Joe Rogan always says, like, when do you actually have an uninterrupted conversation for that long with anybody? It's good. Nowadays, like, you know, like, yeah. that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, man. Oh, that's cool. I like uh, I like the idea of even listening to the podcast while you run. I think that's like interesting. Something that can, like take your mind off of the 
you know, like probably run a long time if yeah. you're just listening to this conversation and you're into the conversation and you're just, you know, that's get into the zone. You know, you can. That, that's what they were. Good. That's what they were saying is, podcasting is a medium where you don't have to be stationary, like for like YouTube and videos, you have to be sitting down and like your phone has to be, your attention has to be on something. Totally. Yeah. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Mm -hmm. But with podcasts, it's just audio. You could be cleaning your house. You could be running, exercising. You could be doing art. Yeah. And then consuming like media at the same time. There's, there's this other person. His name is Jordan Peterson and he just has like lectures and he's like a professor. Oh yeah. And he just has lectures on, on his podcast so like you you can be learning a subject while doing something else commuting commuting is a big thing like mm-hmm. podcasting is huge for like people who commute and that was a big thing for me because i always i commute from jersey and um that used to be dead time but now i'm using it to consume information yeah that's awesome that's really great <laughs> but yeah so before we went live i was saying that we were having a conversation about um oh about the art and what goes into it the time yes and yeah. and how and how i'm a huge fan of your your streetwear brand soho ski club thank you as soon as you showed me that logo and i remember first seeing it i was like yo that's dope as fuck <laughs> and it's just it's very like i don't know a lot of people are doing like merchandise uh streetwear stuff you know everybody's trying to get on that but i think your brand just that logo itself has something to it which just i think it just looks cool yeah when i was coming up with it i wanted to create something that kind of looked timeless in a way so that looks like you know the logo could have been created it could be a vintage brand or it could be a, a brand you know from any era from the 70s 80s 90s it's kind of got that like iconic timeless feel which i wanted you know wanted it to have um you know and and it's just something that i started for for fun with my friends as as kind of like for us and then you know a couple people saw it and and then i thought oh why don't i just make you know this into a line and it's it's grown from there just you know having fun with it i think that's so important the fact that you're having fun with it because I was talking to Colin about this whole podcast and what, like, what could happen with it. And for me, to be completely honest, I wouldn't want to, like, quit my job to do podcasting and, like, kind of depend on it. Or quit my job and, like, pursue YouTube full-time. I'm not dissing on anybody who's pursuing YouTube full-time. Because right. I, I feel like once you do that, there's a pressure to like you need to deliver you need to produce money in order to live and then what you're doing for fun becomes the job exactly yeah that's actually a really poignant you know topic as far as art goes and being an artist you know i think the most successful artists who are able to be truly free creatively don't have to rely on their artwork to make them money because when you start, you know, having that pressure of like, oh, I need to make art to survive and then it becomes something else. Like it's like a job. It's not your, 
you know, without you even knowing your intent into the piece is different and you're just not creating it to create for free. Like, you know, without you even knowing it changes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why a lot of, you know, my, even my struggles with art is like, Oh, I, I don't even know how I would feel about, you know, having, being, having to be reliant on my art as my, you know, income because I'd rather have something else like exactly. a clothing brand or something that, you know, enables me to create freely, you know, so right. I don't have to worry about it. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about selling that painting because I have, you know, a company or something. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, no, no, exactly. Yeah, so That's why when, when this whole thing started, I just, I just want to make it with, with friends. I want to make, I want to make it because I want to. And yeah. Like, and um, I was also telling Colin this, that like what this is kind of doing for me, besides also being creative, is I'm learning to have, or I'm learning to have better conversations with people. And I, I get to sit down and improve like my interviewing skills, my my linguistic skills. And I've always been a big fan of like psychology and I thought about it and this could definitely entertain that part of like my interest of in psychology. And I don't want it to become hindered with like the need to make money. And then that becomes, like you said, it changes the whole like plane of this. Yeah. I mean, but if it happens to work out that way, exactly, you know, like <laughs> I, was, I was telling Colin yeah. today, worst case scenario, worst case scenario with this, with what I'm doing nothing happens i learn how to podcast i become a better interviewer i learn how to use twitch as a platform um i become a better conversationalist and my confidence is definitely going to become increased Mm. and that's worst case scenario right those are all positive (laughs) things you know so like (laughs) you can't lose (laughs) if that's worst case scenario what's the best case scenario yeah totally so like why not try it yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, um I wanted to talk to you about like your brand and and like where that started. Cuz I I mean I mean like I know where it started, but a lot of people don't know where it started or how you even start a brand and like the ambition and how much time and effort really go into that. Cuz I know there's a lot of people out there that would love or like they have ideas of starting a brand mm-hmm. or printing t-shirts or coming out with a fashion line but they get stopped or blocked by themselves because you second guess yourself you're not sure and it's a daunting thing like even starting a podcast that's daunting as fuck Mm -hmm. starting a twitch account like i don't know anything about twitch but it's a learning process yeah absolutely i mean the brand started as a, a joke between a friend of mine you know um and really was just like this thing that we would say when we were we'd be hanging out we'd be like oh soho ski club you know it's kind of like a veiled party reference um you know and i just wanted to make t-shirts for us as part of like the club like we were you know we would like make this joke and so i just wanted to make a couple of shirts i never had any intention of actually creating a brand it wasn't premeditated like that in any in any sense it was just i was doing this thing for fun and then i you know, I found a place in Chinatown where I could get some 
shirts printed and, you know, I saved up some money and I got some, got some shirts printed and gave a couple of them to the kids in the, the, the Soho Ski Club. Of course. And, uh, I got make it a, official, a huge, make the club official. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even though if, even if it was just for us, I wasn't selling them. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, this plan like that. And, um, I got a really great response from people who see us wearing the shirt or, you know, my homie'd be like, yo, like four people said, like, asked me where I got my shirt today or, you know, whatever. And so kind of got the wheels turning in my head to, you know, maybe make something out of this, you know, and then kind of play with the, with the logo, not so much changing the logo, but like placement or, you know, different color tees. And I've kept it very basic and core because I think, you know, as I don't know how, uh, you know, just being in New York, um, you know, I, I've become involved in fashion, but I mean, this is a huge fashion city. It's like, yeah, you know, one of the um, largest. Yeah. So it's not the largest, yeah, right? Like yeah. New York city, man. And so many people here work in fashion, Yep. you know, meeting them and just, just by being here, having, being exposed to information and, you know, style and whatever, you know, it's like all this ephemera. And so, um, I think all that goes into being like, oh, okay, I can do this. Like, I know, I, I know what I think is cool and what I would wear, you know? So that's where kind of I come at it from that perspective of like, would I wear this? Is, is this something that I would wear? And But for the brand, um, I think it's only a little over a year old. And I started a little bit over a year ago and... Um, How long have I known you? Um, probably like almost a year. Oh yeah, wait. I started May first here. Got it. Last year. Holy crap! So wait, so so you started the brand like around the time that I met you? No, actually, it's a little bit longer. It's not May, February, like a year and a half, something like that. Got it. Maybe a little more. <laughs> I'm losing Dude. track of time. <laughs> but no, um, but they. They also say that, like, you know, when you're involved in something that you really like, you know, like, time kind of doesn't exist. So, like... Yeah, well, I mean, it's like... Uh, so, with the, the first stuff that I've made, I've wanted to keep it really simple and kind of just drill the logo into people and not give them too many options, I think. Sticking what's, to... What's the original... Oh, wait, here, here. What's the original... Those hoodies, the black hoodies, that's, like, the original logo. Yeah, yeah. Those... Uh, is the original original logo and uh dude there's just something that's it that's the one especially on black i think it looks fire thanks bro it looks so fire i like the uh i like the the wax is that wax on the on the hoodie uh, string it's um plasti dip plasti dip gotcha so i think it's latex or some kind of like rubbery no man it's made of plastic there's i think it just looks so dope thanks yeah i mean it's i love it clean and and there's not a whole lot going on there it's just the logo so i want to just keep that and have people get used to seeing that and then playing with it in different little ways like with the with the hat where it's you know yeah so then this is just like the font it's yeah it's the just same font what, what's on the the logo but without the skier and the background dude but, i'm a huge fan of the skier it you. just sounds it just it just looks dope the name sounds dope 
it just rolls off the tongue right. And I think a big part of, you know, having success with this or with anything is continuing to do it with artwork, you know, it's just about consistency, you know, and I don't know any artists who have their first show or whatever and sell out. I mean, some of them do, but you know, like some do. Yeah. Like some people win the lottery. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's like if you don't sell a bunch of paintings in your first art show, are you going to quit as an artist, you know? And is that why you're doing it or is that's that whack. the point? Yeah, it is. It's that's like, whack. no, that's, you know, but a lot of people give up too easily, I think these days. Or if it's like, oh, if you make a, a batch of shirts and you don't sell out of them and they're like, oh, it didn't work out for me. And it's like, well, you know, skate, I relate all this to skateboarding, you know, skateboarding yes. is a huge, Give me a- yeah, dude, yo, is a I'm- huge discipline and like tool for me as an artist. And I think a lot of creatives, because what it trains you to do is, uh, get up, you know, you, you're never going to land a kickflip on the first try. You have to try it a hundred times and eat shit and fuck your shins up and, you know, dude. hurt yourself. But the, the feeling that you get when you land the kickflip is unlike any drug. It's like the best high, you know? It's it's you're, you're completing something that you worked hard at. Yo, I love that you brought that up because I'm actually... So I used to skate. Um, I've been snowboarding lately. Mm-hmm. And now that the snowboarding season's over, I've planned to pick up skateboarding again. Yeah. I used to skateboard when I was in high school. And then like the end of high school, I would skateboard anywhere from like two hours to like five hours a day with my homie yeah like hard we'd go hard and now <laughs> later on in the years i've realized that i've always admired this thing about skaters where like you said there's something about that there's 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 like a very serious level of perseverance to skaters especially like top tier skaters yeah they destroy hurt. themselves and 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 this <laughs> Pearl themselves off stairs and this isn't really like crazy shit failure at a business or like failure to like do something that's not that like you can easily pass off like when you fail at skating there's pain you yeah. can't ignore pain like you can't just be like oh yeah whatever that, that was nothing like dude that hurts that's like a, i think that's a that's a failure you can't just shrug off and along with that pain comes fear and those people that decide to push past the pain and face that fear head on mm-hmm and then conquer it that's what skaters do like regularly yeah absolutely. on the regular and I, I still can't believe that you brought that up because skaters are are i think what how they how they solve their problems is amazing absolutely it, yeah it, it's so beneficial to character building mm-hmm. like i know it sounds like no it's it's absolutely fundamental <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah exactly you know and i a lot of people don't have that, you know, they don't no. have that, like, perse- you know, that drive to persevere Perse- and, persevere and persistence and face their fear. Like, you know, you're throwing yourself down a set of stairs or grinding the, a ledge that's like over the side of a building, you know, and that's like, you can do anything. Have you, <laughs> do you know Nyjah Houston? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. On, on Nike? Yeah. Dude, I just recently found out about him. Mm-hmm. He's on some other shit yeah yeah but no, also- they're doing crazy stuff on skateboards these days i mean i went to high school with like one of the best skaters in the world you know he was a year younger than me in high school his name's mm-hmm. grant taylor 
Okay. He won Skater of the Year, Thrasher Skater of the Year a few years ago, and he's been on Nike since he was a kid and like killing it. Oh my god, he's just uh, he's my favorite skater. I mean, he you see him on a skateboard and he just makes it look effortless. It's just uh But yeah, then but a, then this is the thing though that didn't come from one time skateboarding. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely you know, you pay a price. No pain, no gain. And like see like all these things that we talk about say like um no pain no gain uh people quitting too early you having to work hard it sounds so cliche it it, but i feel like there's a reason that they're cliche yeah of course like that's a reason and then like a lot of people be like oh yeah you know that's easy to say easier said than done but like dude i think it's easier done than said for a lot of things Mm because then like if you say something to me, like, this is how I think. If if you say something, then it becomes, like, there's a pressure behind it because then now you have to deliver. But if you don't say anything and you just put your head down and you just work, like, I, I think that's it's either you do it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Like, it's, there's no complications to it. But at the same time, of course, there's complications. And I think that's a, I think that's how life is. It's, I think life is very black and white, but at the same time, it's, the whole array of colors like a rainbow at the same time it's not one or the other it's mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense no it does it makes sense yeah man i like it sounds like some hippie shit you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i always worry about that i'm always just like i think about shit a lot and i'm always just like trying to figure out how stuff works in life because like you know I'm, I'm like learning dude i don't know anything about life to be honest you know i just but i've noticed that it's either you really do something or you don't. It's either you create your art or you make excuses and you don't create that art. It's either you come out with that brand or you you let your insecurities take over you and you don't come out with that brand. Absolutely, yeah. And fear, I think, is, huge. is what is huge. what is behind that. Fear of failure. Yeah, huge. You know, fear just in general. You know, you operate on on like t- kind of two frequencies. You either operate on a fear-based frequency or a love-based frequency and it's love for a project for what you're doing or you know and you don't let it's also another cliche thing but if you really if you really do um grasp what i'm about to say then it's it's you know really powerful and it's the only thing you have to fear is fear itself see that's another thing that gets commonly thrown around or like a cliche but it's for a reason yeah i mean it's like fear is like um meditating on the shit that you don't want to happen you know it's like yeah um yeah i mean like dude you can get hit by a car if you step outside sure and the more you think about that then the more you're going to attract that energy and the more and then that could be paralyzing liable you are to get hit by a truck no whatever it's like there's there's a lot of people that don't even there's a lot of people that don't travel or do the things that they want to do because of fear they'll be like oh you know i don't i don't want to travel alone because i might get kidnapped yeah i don't want to travel alone because i might get robbed Mm -hmm. but there's also a chance where you travel alone and you don't get robbed yeah 100 (laughs) percent yeah but a lot of a lot of that mentality like stops people from doing stuff they get in their own way you know so all the time yeah i mean and even with you starting this podcast it's like that's you know you're doing it like we're talking about you're you know we're we're doing the podcast yeah. right now yeah um shout outs to colin man who really helped me out man yeah shout, shout out, out to, to colin, colin. <laughs> yeah props homie 
dude so last night uh i was at, i was actually at my family dinner um oh no 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 family barbecue uh i have a dinner every week fridays with my family and then yesterday nice. uh since it was so nice out my family decided to do like a barbecue and so my aunt was talking to my family and she was saying like oh you know i want to I want to paint my daughter's ceiling because there's like a water stain. It's been there for a long time. The AC was leaking and it's just been bothering me. I'm, I'm going to just paint it. I don't know how to really paint. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then like, so everybody started chiming in from my family like, oh, this is what you need to do. You have to do it this way. And if you're doing it the other way, that's the wrong way. <laughs> so make sure you ha- make sure the AC is actually fixed so it doesn't drip again. So you don't have to redo the, the paint job and it doesn't have the drip marks, blah, 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 blah. And everybody was kind of like criticizing her and trying to tell her like, oh, you're doing it wrong. This is how you should do it. And my aunt was like, I just want to do it. And like, if I mess up, I mess up. And yeah, I was like, great. I was like, yes. I was like, that's what you should do. And I was just giving her tips, like not trying to tell her what to do, but I was like, oh, you should have a painter's pole. That'll definitely help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, carry a wet rag on you. So if something drips or there's a mark that you don't like you could immediately wipe that off mm-hmm. um use painter's tape if you want to have clean sharp edges and everybody just kept telling her like no you should do this and like kind of telling her what to do and i felt like i was just trying to give her suggestions mm-hmm. and i felt everybody criticizing her and i was like i told her that there's a quote i told my family I was like whoa, whoa guys there's a quote i, I want to read out to you guys and it's teddy roosevelt's quote on um the man in the arena where he basically talks about here see if colin can bring it up yeah it's a here so the man in the arena it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs who comes short again and again because there is no error there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms the great devotions who spends himself in a worthy cause who at the best in the end who know who best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly mm-hmm. so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat that's dope <laughs> <laughs> and that's from teddy roosevelt you know what i mean shout out to teddy roosevelt <laughs> but <laughs> yo everybody was giving her shit and none of those people have ever painted the room but they all had advice. Yeah. They all had advice. All they go, oh, no, you should do this. You should do that. And I'm like, man, you guys never even painted. Like, yeah. you, you've never really painted a room. And so I, was just, I just told my aunt, like, dude, just do it. Yeah. And if you mess up, give me a call. It's an experience. It's experience, though. And you just gain experience, you know. You learn from your failures. And hopefully you can apply those to your future endeavors so it's like oh okay i know how to do this better next time exactly each time yeah each time because like you said like with art it has to be consistency yeah consistency the intent has to be right you know like i think people can intuit your intention without even knowing it like you know absolutely it's 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 in your subconscious when you look at something you you get a feeling you can feel 
whether this was made a commercial art or it was made to sell something or if it was made out of like naivete or yeah. you know kind of more genuine when you nature. said naivete what do you mean by that? i was i was like right like i i was like wait wait i don't even know what that really means like like naivety Na- like naive yeah naive? Oh. yeah like you know a, a painting being naive you know is like got it um comes from a very genuine place or it's not super contrived and it's just uh what's the word i'm looking for because even with the word naive i think there's a lot of like negative attachments to that word like oh you're so naive but then i feel like that also means like you're not jaded yeah exactly that's that's (laughs) kind of the the angle that i was going for with you know that word is used to describe art a lot and it's usually like young artists or artists early work got it right it will have a you know a feel of naivete because like they haven't been exposed to the they haven't been jaded they haven't been exposed to the art world or whatever the um you know the, the, so the the, the, the art world. is pure, you yeah. know, in a sense. It's yeah. more pure. That's what I was looking for. And so um, Got it. But yeah, I mean you have to keep making it. A lot of people become artists or they want to be an artist and it's really trendy now because it's in popular culture and it's Super just like trendy. you know, it used to be people used to be made fun of for being an artist, yep. you know, and, and it was never a cool thing to do. It was nope. like, oh here's you know, playing what is like or skateboarding is like oh you're still playing with that thing like how how long are you gonna play with that toy you know and isn't it isn't it interesting I, I I find it interesting that all the things that used to have a very very negative attachment to it is becoming mainstream shit yeah like dude big example is video games oh yeah killing <sighs> it dude like you've seen you've I'm sure you've heard of Ninja and Drake uh uh-uh. uh okay. There's this guy Ninja who's a Twitch streamer, uh-huh. and uh, he's a one of the most popular Twitch streamers. Uh-huh. Uh, he plays his game Fortnite, and he actually got Drake to play with him, and so they broke records on Twitch on stream. So, oh wow, Ninja played more Fortnite with Drake, who gave him five thousand dollars for winning a game. <laughs> and so, like that, that's crossovering from like something that's like kind of underground gaming. Not cool. Not cool. And then now it's crossing over to Drake, who's yeah. like a f- international, arguably one of the most famous people on the planet. Yes. And yeah. then like that's becoming a thing. And like this guy Ninja, he's playing video games and he's making, I believe, like anywhere between five hundred to eight hundred thousand dollars a month playing video games. Playing video games. And like yeah. like you were saying with skateboarding. Let me repeat that, dude. Five hundred to eight hundred thousand a month. A month. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Where is Fortnite? We need a controller. Right no, but then see that that's so. Then if that's at one end of the spectrum, that means that there's also people at the other end making like a hundred to a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Playing video games. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. I used to love video games. I used to uh, play Halo. Yeah. Like when it came out, that was, that was my jam. I was all about like the online Halo play. Yes. And I was I totally nerded <laughs> out and I had like a team that we would always get online. It was like, I didn't know them. They lived yep. out somewhere else in the country, but yep. we like played well together. We just got randomly matched up in a, you know, in a match. And we were like, oh, let's just run this set because you can have that option of like staying in the room together. Yep. 
So, and that's dude, not- I would stay up till fucking Easy. the sun come up playing Halo. <laughs> Easy. Easy. And yeah. And I remember even then there were these like, it definitely wasn't as popular now, which because social media wasn't also exactly. as big of a thing. Yep. That was the social media. It was yeah. your gamer tag, you know? No, so, it's true. Um, you know, back then they had these tournaments, these like gaming tournaments where you'd go uh, and play, like have a bunch of Xboxes set mm-hmm. up and TVs and you can go win money. And I used to be like, oh, maybe I'm just, I want to do that. Like I was, I was years and yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. but like, you know, I didn't think that would be such a bad job. No. And then getting paid to play video games, but then, and then didn't, you know, it wasn't very fulfilling. No, at the end, you know, no, I was like, of course, got over it, but of course, yeah, it's it's incredible with you know the stuff that that didn't used to be cool, now becoming you know being nerds popularized, yeah, dude, being a nerd that knows how to use computers, yeah. you know, like that used to be f- like you'd be frowned upon, <laughs> but now like people nerds run the world. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's amazing, dude. Like like you said, it used to be frowned upon to be like an artist but now it's trendy yeah. you know like to be to be an artist to be you're also a tattoo artist yeah dude i was gonna ask like yeah, i was gonna, got that dude i was <laughs> gonna ask i was gonna ask you to bring your tattoo uh stuff because colin was actually thinking of getting a tattoo oh nice yeah and i, and I thought it would have been cool if like we live streamed that yeah we can do that <laughs> on an, on another episode <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll save that one but no and, and that's another thing like i also want to get a, a, a another another tattoo yeah absolutely that's, I'm the guy. Dude. <laughs> I can do it. How long have you been tattooing? Uh, I've been tattooing since 2011. I started. Um, and I didn't have that many tattoos. I had a couple. It was how many years ago? Seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so I was just turning... I was 21, I think. And I had been in New York for a couple of years. My friend was like, oh, hey, I'm going to go get a tattoo. Uh but not at the tattoo shop at my friend's apartment in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come with me? Like he'll, he's going to hook us up, so we don't have to pay shop prices. And I was like, hell yeah! He's like, yeah, bring a hundred bucks and you can get like a palm sized tattoo. You know, which like in a shop it's at least double. You know, at or, least yeah, it's like at least two three hundred dollars. Dude, this this little tattoo of like uh, Morse code. Yeah. One, I think it was like after tack tip and everything. Yeah, it was like a hundred ten dollars. Oh, okay. And that's just like a line of like. Yeah, well, that's usually like the shop minimum. Exactly, is at least a hundred bucks, and then. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I got this tattoo that day. So that, this is a that, pretty big tattoo. Is that your first tattoo? No, no, my first tattoo is this little bicycle on the back of my arm that I got when I was. Could, uh, James, uh, Colin, could you? Oh my god! Put it on. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Oh, no, not Jeremy. Sorry, uh, uh, Colin. Could you put? Yeah. Can you put it on the screen so Jeremy could see where to show his tattoo? Oh yeah, there you go. This little bicycle right here. <laughs> my first ever tattoo. That's oh, dope. Eighteen. So <laughs> uh, you know, I wanted to get something I could hide from my mom. Yeah, she man. was she was not happy about it. But and then I went big. I got chest tattoos for my second one. I got these MC Escher birds. Okay. Um, but actually I was working doing these menial jobs I worked at Urban Outfitters you know and it was just I worked at a diner when I first moved here and I I didn't really know anybody Mm -hmm. Um, so you know I would meet people through 
work and I met I met my friend who took me to this tattoo artist at a party in Bushwick, I think through another work friend or something. Yeah. And uh, I remember going into his apartment and at the time I think I was making like 300, 350 bucks a week. Yeah. Working like four or five days at Urban Outfitters for like fucking no money. Spending all my time there. And I went to this kid's apartment and uh, we both got tattooed and we both gave him 150 bucks and he made 300 bucks in like three hours. And, you know, I've always been an artist or I've always been drawing and painting and, and, you know, good with my hands. So I was like, I should just do this. Well, I mean, I can use, I have a skill, you know, why don't I just use this skill, my art, and I can make my own hours and kind of, I, I, it was very attractive to me. Yeah. The art of tattooing is beautiful, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you like I'm a purist and I like totally got into tattooing because of how magical I think it is. You know, I think it is cool. You know, I love tattoos. I grew up, you know, in a neighborhood where everybody had tattoos and, um, I mean, you're tatted yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I, I did see it and the wheels really started turning in my head when I was like, wow, this is, there's good money in this. Absolutely. You know, there's really good money in this. And, um, you know, I don't know what other tattooers would say about that, but I mean, I know they, they're not going to argue tattooers, you know, they do well. So, um, that was definitely something that motivated me. And then I hit the guy up who I got this tattoo from and I bugged him. I was like, yo, like, I want to start tattooing. I want to learn how to tattoo. And he was like, nah, nah, you don't want to do that. He kind of tried to discourage me from it. And uh, and I was like, no, nah, I really want to. You know, I kind of st- stuck on... stuck. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I kept bugging him about it. And I was like, yeah, like, I'll be your apprentice. I'll do whatever. And he was like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, if you want, like, the next time you get a tattoo, I'll sell you some of my old gear and I'll run through with you one time while I do the tattoo, the process and how to set it up and what the machine is called and what this is called. And I was like, amazing. So I saved up a little bit more money. I went and got this tattoo. The king. Yeah. The king, king of clubs. It was a king of uh, spades, but we changed it to diamonds because the spades was too uh, small. Got it. Oh, to like make like the, uh, yeah. The, the curves. And yeah. Whatnot, like. It's like a lot of detail in a little yeah. spade, but, um, so we just change it to diamonds, and he's got some clubs in his hat. So he's just kind of the ambiguous uh, king. king. That's dope, though. Yeah, I think that's a dope tattoo. That he... I mean, I got this to just remind me of uh, how to be. Just look at the tattoo and be like a king, you know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> for real. Yeah. Um, so then, wait, wait. So he showed you how to tattoo. Yeah, this was my one-time tutorial, you know. He, I came over, I had this picked out, and he had all this stuff set aside, and he set his stuff up and explained to me all the, the names. I took a notebook, and I took notes, and I drew pictures and diagrams and, you know, really absorbed everything and then watched him do it because it was right here. So I was, I was really able to, to watch him, watch what his hands were doing, watch where his, he was sitting and how he was moving what he was doing and I just watched him intently and uh then he gave me a kit and said off you go <laughs> I <laughs> need it, money for that and, and you it, need to get out yeah 
And uh, I got I, I got shit, home though. I got home so excited, man. I plugged all my shit in. I called my friends. I was like, yo, I got a tattoo machine. Who's getting their first tattoo? Who's going to, you know, I had luckily some awesome friends who let me, let me, who were my guinea pigs. They they let me test and, and learn on them. So shout out to friends like that, man, that like really come through and help you out. And just like, whether it's my friend who like, who introduced me into snowboarding, my friend Carl, mm -hmm. he was just like, yo, dude, if you want to start snowboarding, I have some extra gear. You can use it. And I'm just yeah, like, yo, man, thank you. You know what I mean? Or like, say with your situation where like, yo, I have a tattoo gun. I want to start tattooing. And your friend's like, word, you could, you could try out on me. Dude, shout out to those friends, bro. Shout out to those friends. 100%. Man. Yeah. Good. That's good. I mean, you have to start somewhere and somewhere. Yeah. Luckily, yeah, I, ha I had good friends who are like, down to who knows like i actually tattooed myself because traditionally as if you want to start tattooing by by tradition you're supposed to tattoo yourself before anybody else oh no i mean that makes sense yeah that so sense. <laughs> i did my own first tattoo and then my friends saw that and they were like okay you know I, it's still on me it's it's like it's pretty solid it's held up uh, so i don't know i guess um i've heard i had a knack for it i guess you know no 100 yeah. percent, you did because i mean you're still doing it yeah, and I've it's I've been you know I've been lucky and not just lucky. Not, dude. No, not just lucky, but there's a little bit of luck involved. In, of course, in, uh, of course. But, but I, yeah, but, I feel weird with the word luck. Yeah, because a lot. Well, you of, make luck. A lot of people always say that like, "Oh, Miguel, you're lucky," and like like you said, no, there's definitely a little bit of luck. Mm -hmm. But, um, like I think Casey's one of Casey's quotes about luck is like, "Luck is when preparation meets opportunity." Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of my friends are like. Because I, I became, I considered lucky because like I would gamble in middle school and high school, like, you know, CeeLo playing dice or cards yeah. and I'd always win. <laughs> and so like I could, I could picture people being like, oh, so were you, so like, what about just winning money? Like wh where's the preparation in, in, in winning money? Like, dude, I, I was prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was ready and like, I believed that I was going to win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I believed it. And then, but yeah. So yeah, I feel weird about luck when, when I feel a little weird about luck because I, luck is i feel like that's how a lot of people try to justify Someone's someone else's success yes success <laughs> <laughs> no but like to, yeah to like just make sense of it in their head like oh how did he get that oh it's because he's lucky yeah but you know it's funny talking about success on the topic of success it's like what quantifies success is it that that's you make a lot of thing. money that's most most of the most of the time you know, somebody would say, oh, yeah, success, you make a lot of money. You know, I've met a lot of people with money who aren't satisfied. They're not happy. They don't have, they're not fulfilled. This they don't a, have a purpose. This is another cliche thing that I feel like a lot of people are very dismissive of. Just be like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. It, of course, it's money. But I agree with you that a lot of people feel empty when it's just money. Yeah, I mean, there's other things part to of the quantify equation. success. Sure, it's sure part, it is. It's part of the equation, though. Like, in life's equation, mm -hmm. money is there. Like, you know, like if, if life was an equation, if it was like this plus this plus this plus that equals a good life, I'm pretty sure money's somewhere there in oh, some yeah. shape or form. So yeah, well, we have to use it. It's like, unless you want to live like a, you know, a crust punk outside of society's, you That's know. That's a great word. Yeah, 
That's who they are. You know, the train, the train hopper kids, they live outside of society's constructs. They don't, you know, they don't care about money. They're happy, you know, having their dog and, you know. That, that's another, that, that's a whole nother thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just, uh, you know, success, I think, is about perspective also, you know. Um, True. And, and like I said, uh, I, I don't quantify success uh necessarily with money a little bit but of course more of it is about you know how it makes me feel how it makes others feel like with the brand for example as we were talking about you know um dude that's a dope brand again like yo again i'll say it again. shout out to miguel yeah <laughs> yo it's so dope i can't get over it i can't i appreciate that man yeah i'm, I'm making some more stuff i got um you know i'm trying to get more into the format of uh like the fashion format where you'll have seasons and uh, you know fall winter kind of going on that calendar got it spring summer stuff um and kind of fashion's funny because they their calendar like right now for example most fashion companies are working on a year from now season so if we're entering spring summer they're designing for spring summer 2019. Got it. Now. And putting all that stuff into production and blah blah blah. Yo, it's it's uh. interesting how like I've been saying a lot lately that hype makes the world go around. Mm-hmm. Like hype is some people will be like, "Oh, hype isn't real or don't believe the hype." Like, dude, hype is very real. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that's a huge part real. of of I think um selling things everything yeah it's like you don't have to have a good product it's not about the product anymore the product is is dead it's marketing 100 percent. you can sell a shit product with some graphic or some design on it that's not good but if you stick it on somebody of influence you can sell a million of them you know easy yeah so um you know that that actually is 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 good to have in mind because you want to create a, you know, a solid product, something that's quality that'll last the, the test of time. Because that that's not sustainable, I don't think, in a certain way. And that's if that's what you're gonna build your brand on, you know, then it's like a grab and go kind of. Y- yeah, like uh, how do you sustain that? I'm saying like when you know you have a big influencer, or somebody famous in your shirt, you got you know some rapper or you know big YouTuber wearing your stuff, and then. You know, okay, you cool. You sell a lot of them, and then what? You have to go to the next influencer from your next thing or whatever. And it's like that's if that's what you're gonna rely on constantly. I just I think that it it's a little transparent. People are gonna catch on and be like, oh, it's just you know. But then again, what do I? I mean, what do I know? I mean, no, no, brands no. like Supreme. You know, they <laughs> they they. I mean, all props. How do you? What's your take shout on out Supreme? To Supreme? Shout, shout out to Supreme. Shout out to Supreme. What do you mean? <laughs> Some New York skater dudes created hundred million dollar plus. I don't know how much it's worth. Some Killing crazy amount of money off selling T-shirts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was like two Thursdays. Two Thursdays ago, uh, it was me, Colin, Patrick, and Sam. We were in here, all on our computers. Computers open on Thursday, ten fifty a.m. Waiting, like, all right, you guys ready? You guys got the auto fill ready on your on your Chrome extensions? Uh-huh. And like, I've never done this. I've never tried to cop a Supreme piece 
ever. Uh-huh. And I thought the experience itself was so fascinating. Because mm-hmm. they came out with like this North, they did a collab with North Face. Yeah, the shiny dropped. All yeah, the shiny yeah, shit. with, with yeah. like the, the overalls for, mm-hmm. for snowboarding. Because yeah. I've been I one. Want, I wanted a pair of those. Those are sick. <laughs> my, boy, my boy got them that I went snowboarding with yesterday. Oh, sick. And he was just, he was rocking it. And then everybody just kept saying like, yo, man, that's, yo, those are nice overalls and then some people be like yo spaceman they, they keep they kept shouting it out but he was like yo this is a little too loud i'm getting too much attention and i was like dude it's dope i yeah, thought it was dope sick. but so i i was trying to get the the, the overalls mm-hmm. and uh the autofill kind of messed up for me and uh it didn't save my credit card information so i had to and i didn't have my credit card next to me so i had to go to my backpack that had my wallet and i had to put the credit card in and then it was sold out already. Yeah, it's like fifteen seconds. Or something. <laughs> but then, but then, what I found interesting is even though I I wasn't able to get what I wanted, I found myself lingering on the website mm-hmm. and just kind of being like, "Damn, I took this L. Is there anything else I could buy?" <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, that's weird. That's that's so weird. Like, I felt a little left out, and I'm pretty sure that drives. That's a- their model. That's yes. the whole model of the thing, you know. I felt left, and even though I there was nothing else on the website that I wanted, yeah. I was lingering, yeah, and like really contemplating, whether, getting a different piece, just anything, to have, anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and like, and I found that like, so that's that's so, like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like a primal thing. I don't know if that's like an insecurity thing or. I know. I think that's like a consumerism, and they're playing on that. Yeah, like heavy, like, heavy. We're drained. We're we're uh, trained since we're fucking little that's, little kids to buy shit you know that's <laughs> that we don't need <laughs> and it, when, when i really felt that i thought that was so interesting i was like yeah. whoa this has a this has like a certain effect on me yeah but like you said still, well that's why a lot of people will even reject it you know they'll be like oh f that you know or like they didn't get the piece so now they're, they're you know talk shit about it or something i don't know i'm i think it's just like it can you can turn it can turn you know one hundred percent. So even like my one friend, he makes these. Um, well, he's not. He's a he's a person I know. Uh, he makes these hats. I, I've been wearing them a lot. Like it says, it's like a mashup of like all the hype brands. Like it'll be like Bape Supreme and Billionaire Palace Boys, and Bape just like Bape. mixed together. Uh, oh, and, sick. Like, and like you know, he just remixes the brands, and a lot of people are like, oh. Um, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, is that like a fake Supreme hat?" And I'm like, "No, it's actually uh, this person I know. He just he just makes them." And then they're like, "Oh, that's 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 weird." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "You could think it's weird or whatever. Everybody wearing the same shit, but I'm wearing something that somebody else created." Yeah, it's 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 funny you talk about that because actually streetwear, the whole point of streetwear when it was created was to have something that your homie didn't have or your friends didn't have, it was like with DJing, like DJs would scratch, some of the first DJs would scratch the labels off their records because they wouldn't want people to know what record it was. Because if I've got the record and somebody else has the record, why are you going to hire me to DJ your party? Yeah, exactly. So like that kind of mentality, um, you know, in, in streetwear was about having the exclusive one-off or you know limited pieces that nobody else had and that's what made you unique that was a form of expressing yourself you're like yo i'm you know i got this nobody else has this exactly you don't want to see a bunch of people rocking the stuff that you got but now it's like 
you walk down the street and this street where all the kids look the same. They're all wearing Yeezys and they're all wearing Supreme Box logo t-shirts. And, you know, it's just like, where's the, you know, where's the originality in that? Who wants to walk around and look like everybody else? You know, you might as well wear a uniform. It's weird. It's, like, it's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And then even... But because it's, like you said, it's granting you this illusion of access to, like, this club, you know? You're like, oh, you get the, the Yeezys and you're like, cool, you know? You're in. You're, yeah. You're in. Yeah, you're like, you know, which is... Again, that's marketing, though. That's that's a genius marketing that people buy into. They're just, you know, they do it. It just happens. It's yeah. like, and it's you could, wild. This could easily go into, like, a, a conspiracy theory, like, hole and shit. You know, like, people <laughs> people could be like, oh, man, you guys Let's are crazy. Go there. You guys are talking about, like, marketing and how people are getting brainwashed. and But they kind of are. Yeah, of course, man. But, I mean, it's not just – it's beyond uh, – if you want to go there, it's much. It's f- far beyond streetwear. I mean, it goes down to like oh my the god, foods we eat and the everything. So everything is is yeah. The TV is the devil. You know, <laughs> it is. It's 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 really uh, it's bad. But then see, I think that's where also I think podcasting and like new media is like people just gravitate towards it because it's not so flooded with ads even though like youtube now you can't avoid it because it's so mainstream like youtube is now mainstream yeah yeah um but i feel like the new media is trying to really stray away from like ads and like the old model and i think that's why it was doing so well but now you know old media caught on to being like okay social media is serious podcasting is no joke youtube videos are very very valid valid (laughs) like all the attention is on the internet yeah i remember i remember um i used to be a commercial photographer and i remember like a lot of people in the photography world would always frown upon people who use like instagram or like take pictures with their phones and like oh that's nothing like or people who who watch videos on your cell phone like oh you know like why are you shooting uh why are you using a a high resolution camera if you're only going to view the content on your cell phone that's so stupid It it should be like it was just frowned upon like the cell phone was frowned upon yeah but now it's it's everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. But uh, <laughs> no, just the yeah, we were we were just on, on the uh, <laughs> about the internet and the, being fed advertisements and and yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, all, yeah. all of this uh, you know the, these things to uh, make us buy stuff. But the internet's also great. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like like. I think it goes back to the whole thing of like life it's about is about how you use it. It's both. It's both things. It's bad and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's complicated and yet it's super simple. Mm-hmm. It's never one or the other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like it's 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 a it's a it's a well, combination there can't of both. Well, be hot things. without cold, you know. Exactly. You get it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like Jeremy, yeah. you get it, dog. You, you get what I'm talking about. And I yeah. I think that's always something that like reason why like I fucks with you. Cause like yo, you get it. You just get where I'm where I'm coming from. Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, people of like mind attract each other. Absolutely. And I think that's why you know we're here doing this right podcast. Now. Why we both were attracted to Casey. Shout yeah. out to Casey. Shout out to Casey. Um, Dude, he, he's been a huge influence in in my you know Dude. artistic and and just as a person you know big a, influence on me as a, as a human being so i thought it was hilarious that i saw on your instagram stories that somebody stopped you oh yeah because they thought you were casey yeah. and i didn't tell him i wasn't <laughs> i just went with it i was like oh, i was gonna be funny 
<laughs> no, because I've, I've, I've. Don't, don't tell him. But I, I want to do a like a, a funny like parody video where I roll up on a. Because we kind of look similar. No, dude, no. you guys really look similar, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, you really, really and, do. And uh, just, like, show up with a boosted board outside the office <laughs> with uh, some sunglasses on. Dude, oh, I, I bet you... I bet you, Do something funny. I bet you kids would, would Make run up to you. Make a YouTube video. Kids would run up to you. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, I know he already put up one of those videos of uh, this guy somewhere who was, like, uh, doing a parody of him. Yeah. Like, I'm Casey. I'm on a run. And it's, like, this yeah. funny video. Yeah, something but I was, like that. In my like head, that. I was just like, dude, Jeremy looks way more like you than Oh, than yeah, that guy. yeah. But I have to do the video, though. The <laughs> difference is the guy made the video. So that's, that's, that's it. A, that I have is, an idea, but I have, to, I have to go through with it. The execution's always... The execution's key. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about... I wanted to talk about your tattooing a little more. Uh-huh. Um... I know that you do like tattoo parties. Oh yeah. Like see like dude that's I was trying to get you for the Beam holiday party. Yeah. But that was a little controversial. You know, people were all like, "Oh, I don't know if we should do that. They're going to be drunk and, you know, getting tat." But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might have been a little too low brow for the um yeah. for that setting, but yeah. um But I thought it was I think it's awesome that you are that that's a business. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a complete business. Like, uh, like you were saying that like tattoo artists like they make good money. And yeah. Like, dude shout outs to you man for oh. <laughs> for making that happen and like Thanks, like how, how did that come about like having tattoo parties yeah so um you know i started doing the tattoos in my house when i got that uh equipment from my friend and just kind of stuck with it and when i wouldn't have anybody to tattoo i would tattoo myself and then you know slowly i would start getting people hitting me up being like oh like I want a tattoo. Can you hit me up? Or can you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And as it, you know, as it, my business grew, um, I had a friend of mine who was working at a club uh, on 14th Street, this mm-hmm. club that used to exist. It's no longer there. It was called Never Never. Okay. Shout out to B Wiz. He invited me uh, to come do tattoos at the club. Um, in the club. In the club, yeah, in the back. What? So people would come, and it was like this really intimate little club it was a private like side room of next to up and down which is like a huge club okay and then this was like the vip club of up and down so it was like super hard door super hard to get into club um and he like set me up in the back room and then people would come to the club and i'd be good doing tats there and then every it just went gangbusters after that it was like every single i started to do it um like every two weeks, mm-hmm. like every Wednesday, it was, you know, because he was also helping with the programming there. So he was like, oh, what can we do on Wednesday night to bring people, you know? And we tried it out and it went awesome. So would they, great. would that club pay you like a flat fee or would each person getting a tattoo pay you? Uh, so the way I set it up in the beginning was, it was both. So I was like, yes. oh, if I, if I show up, you know, I don't want to just charge people because if i show up and nobody wants to get a tattoo that's still my time of being here for four hours five hours you know uh that's my time so i need a, i need a rate a flat rate and then the people that come um i'll charge them you know 50 bucks minimum which is nothing you can't even get a tattoo at the shop for 50 bucks Period. so and especially in that setting at the club i have to bring all my gear there it's kind of like you know, it's worth it. I mean, you get $50, $50, $50 tattoo, you know? So I would bust out four or five tattoos 
in the night or six, sometimes more, and, and you know, make a pretty good amount of money in a night. And then, uh, you know, the word started to spread, and I still hadn't created an official, it was just word of mouth. It was just me as, like, the tattoo party guy, you know? <laughs> like, so, but now you have, like, a legit... Yeah, so I started a website, and I was like, I thought of this concept, I thought about marketing it. So I had never, mar- I had not marketed it before. It what's, what's, just, the, what's the website? Tat. T-A-T, the number two, party, tattoo party. And it's also like a play on bringing the tat to the party. That's it. That's the one. So that's like in my homie's crib on 14th Street. He had a party for his birthday. And, you know, he had a bunch of people over. And I digitally set up a list, sign-up sheet. And every time I've done the party, there have been more people on the list than I can tattoo. It'll be like 15 people on the list, and I can maybe, you know, do two an hour. So after five hours, I can do like 10 people. How, yeah. how much do you charge to do a tattoo party? So I do a $300 an hour with a five-hour minimum. So a total of like 1500 Yeah. Got it. Yeah, for, for uh, bringing all my gear there, all the, uh, you know, materials, my time. Do you have like a travel? Do you have do you take requests for tattoos or like do you have like a set amount that like you could choose from? Yeah, so I have different. Um, this tier, whole thing is just interesting to me. Different like. tiers, you know. Okay. You can have different packages. You okay. Know? And add, there's add-ons, so it's like, oh, if you just want me to, you just want to hire me uh, to come to your party and give whatever tattoos people can request. You know, I don't have to do extra work. They're just like, hey. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I want a, a flower or I want a palm tree or, you know, I want this or that. That's dope. Um, you know, I'll be like, okay, cool. And I'll, and I'll just bust it out on them real quick. And if they're having, they want, if they want something themed, I can create, I can create a, um, flash sheet for them, you know, based on what, you know, their requests or whatever. Like I've done my friend Janae's birthday party a few years. Shout out Janae Lombardo for hiring me to do your birthday parties every year. Um, and she's like, oh, I want like cherries and a Playboy bunny and I want cursive words. And so I'll like create, you know, an extra sheet, which is more time that I have to spend creating artwork, you know, of course. um, and, you know, so that's one of the add ons. And, you know, I also have, there's another tier where if you're having more than a certain amount of people, you know, you can hire an, another tattoo artist and I'll have one of my boys come with me and there'll be two tattoo artists at the party. You can do double the tats. I think it's dope how you're, how you're able to realize like your value. You know what I mean? Like you just realize your value and like you're not afraid to charge money for it. Because I know a lot of artists out there or a lot of people out there trying to work off their creativity. They feel like they shouldn't charge a certain amount and be like, oh, am I really worth that much? But like, no, man, you just got to get out there. And just, well, also, we live in New York City. This is like one of the most expensive cities in the world, you know? Shit costs money here. Everything <laughs> costs money here, you know? I can't leave the house without spending mad money You can't every wake day. up without spending... You don't yeah. even have to leave your house without spending money. Yeah, exactly. To so, not spend money. Um, Jeremy, hold on. I gotta use the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. Right of back. course. I'm so course. sorry. Hold no, on. No, you're good. So what would we do right here, Colin, like, mm-hmm. to just say, like, to, like, if I have to use the restroom, like, is there any way... Just tell the Twitch people that you're going to go yeah, take yeah. a leak and you'll be right I back. I got to take a leak. Uh, maybe you want to ask Jeremy questions. Jeremy, Colin, talk to each other. I gotta, I'll got. i be right back. Uh, Lightly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess I had a couple questions for you, too. And I'll show this picture and stuff. Like, what kind of, like, parties have you been have you done for, like, Casey? And, like, what, like, it's it's same the same thing with, like, 
the whole tattoo party premise and the idea that like you could have that as an option everything's available for anyone who's like showing up to one of these parties or like the thin like jewelry line all that stuff like it's that's just kind of how it's been right like you get a tattoo anyone who wants one or is it like you remember this party or this event with that type of thing like yeah i think uh Getting a tattoo at a party is definitely a, like the best souvenir you can get. Yeah. Um, but what was your question exactly? Yeah. So, so sorry. The, so specifically, I guess the question would be like, do you make something like specific, like specifically for the party that you can that everyone can like? This is a re- like whatever I'm tattooing is. Like yeah. So actually, when I uh, first met Casey, well, I was doing a tattoo party for my friends. Uh, the filmmakers, they, they have this uh, production company called Supermarché. They made uh, Nerve, the movie. Oh, yeah. okay. Our friends, uh, Rel Schulman and Henry Joost. So wait, your friend, your, your friend would Rel in them? Yeah. Oh, dude, so you're... That's how I met Casey. So I, they hired me to do um, tattoos at the Supermarché 10-year anniversary party. Um, that was at uh, China Châtelet or something in Chinatown. It's really, like, cool... Um, like Asian banquet hall. It was pretty, pretty rad. <laughs> the dim sum place. Okay. Um, and uh, Casey was there and he wanted a tattoo and I was stoked to meet him. I'd been following his work for a long time and uh, we had never actually met. I couldn't believe it. We hadn't crossed, path- crossed paths up until that point. And then um, he, he sat down and got a tattoo and then, uh, you know, we got to talking and then that's how I ended up here working you know with you miguel studio man yeah um dude but then since then he's he's hit me up for his personal parties for uh for billy the jewelry line pop up i did that party and then uh candace's birthday so um that's that's how i got that's how those came about with tattooing casey i think uh you know it's nice when you have a good experience which is what the tattoo party is you know it's like I want to create a nice experience for people, something that's memorable. Now he'll always look at that tattoo or whoever gets a, a you know, one of the tattoos and be like, "Oh, that was the Supermarché 10-year party." It's like it's kind of just like an, an extra add-on to the memory. You know, you have like a something like physical. It, yeah, man, like like embroidered on you. Yeah, pretty much. No, and I'm a fan, man. I'm a fan of uh I don't know what it is. Like tattoos are so popular. Hey, we go live on Instagram live. Hey, so we live up? on Instagram Shout out too. Colin Miguel. <laughs> What's up, guys? Wave, 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 wave. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, man, dude. Like they could they could tune in to Twitch if they're into Twitch. Yeah, if you guys are watching, tune into twitch.tv um, forward slash Miguel Miola. Forward slash Miguel Miola. Yeah, see, you gotta you rock the, the hat. On. Yeah, man, dude. There we go. Proper now. Yeah, man, dude, and like, like I said before, you know, I'm such a fan of supporting people that that you think are super talented and that 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 are your friends. I was before we went live, we were talking about how like a lot of people just expect you to hook them up because you're their friends. Yeah, but to me, like in my head, I'm, I'm like that should be backwards. Yeah, it is. Because like, backwards. Yeah. so since you're my friend, I'm gonna hook you up and i'm gonna support your cause and i'm gonna pay you what you're worth and what you're asking because you're my friend yeah i'm not gonna ask you to take a l because i'm your friend yeah that's weird you know what i mean like 
I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, but you know the being uh, aware of that, you change it, you know, because then people see you and the way you do it, and they're like, oh wow, I guess maybe I had it wrong. Maybe that. Oh, this is how you support your friends, you know, yeah, no. and it will inspire somebody to. That's what happened with me. So I saw Learn, my I like saw you. my one friend do that. Like, uh, he, he he's a Korean friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he was telling me that in Korea that's how it is, where like they don't expect to get hooked up from their friends, but instead they're gonna hook their friend up by paying them what they're worth and not asking for freebies or. Stuff yeah, and like I think that. I think that you know goes a long way, karmically, you Huge. know, and. Then when you want to do something, you can hopefully expect that your friend would reciprocate that support in the same way, you know? So. No, totally. And then see, like, even, I always think about how, like, like see, like, that sounds like some hippie shit, too. Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I say just sounds like hippie <laughs> shit, or what we talk about right now, like, sound like hippie shit or whatever, but I believe... There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly, <laughs> but I believe that shit. Yeah, I, me I, too. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, I'm a firm believer of that stuff, and... Yeah, and, uh, energy is very real. It's very palpable, you know, and the energy that you are putting out to the world, you can receive. Yeah, man. Is, you can expect to receive that, you know. If you, you know, um, look at the world as an angry place, that's how it's going to greet you. For real. You know? For real. So, oh, my lady's calling me. <laughs> Dude, feel feel free to pick it up. No worries. I totally get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? podcast. Yeah, man. No worries at all. Hello? Dude, thanks for... I'll take this time to thank Hi. everybody. If there's anybody even, like, watching, thank you so much for oh, they're tuning on in. Um, um, I'm at uh, 206 <laughs> in my old offices. I'm like, we're on live podcast right now. You want to say mm-hmm. something? Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Sarah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hello? I, I oh, really appreciate it. Um, I'm trying right, to come here. get come better at this. I'm trying to figure out how... I should entertain people or how I should conduct myself or hold myself. And I'm, I'm learning more and more to become comfortable in front of the camera, to be comfortable behind the microphone and to be comfortable, uh, talking to someone across the table from me. So shout out to everybody tuning in. Really, really appreciate that. Um, absolutely. And it'll, it'll just keep going. I'm just going to keep, keep at it. And, um, yeah, so Jeremy's back. <laughs> yeah. No, and dude, I I totally get it. You know, you got to pick up the phone for the old lady, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have I to. picked her up some uh, jewel pods on the way over here, so she she uh I have the jewel pods and she wants one, so. Dude. She's like, "Where are you?" <laughs> isn't it isn't it interesting how like smoking has completely changed too? to vaping because like, this isn't smoke anymore exactly. this is uh, it's, it's, not smoking it evolved <laughs> okay but you know you're I'm right vaping. i'm sorry i'm sorry vaping vaping no but even like vaping um nicotine maybe vaping just flavors there's also you know people that are vaping like weed you know what i mean and like that's a thing yeah and then like the whole culture of like smoking smoking cigarettes for nicotine or smoking weed to get high like that's completely changed yeah i mean it's still a huge thing tons of people that smoke like regular regular weed and regular cigarettes but yes um it's definitely changed uh the The, game the weed culture like for sure i like vaping way more because 
um, you know, not that I even I want to quit this too, but it's still a habit. Yeah, it's still something that has a hold on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, it kind of. Uh, if if I don't have it, it's not like you know, I'm not like, Jones I need my <laughs> fucking jewel, but. It is something that's just like, yeah, oh, you get a little oral fixation. Totally. You hold something. Totally. You know, these like fidget. Yes, the fidget toy. Yeah. Mechanisms. So, um, you know, but with, with the vaping, I used to be a smoker. I used to smoke cigarettes. Me too. And now, like, the thought of smoking a cigarette makes me want to barf. What was your uh, brand of cigarettes to smoke? I used to smoke American Spirits. Yellow, Ooh. Yellow or, the yellow or one? Blue. Yeah, okay. One the, I like the mellower one, I think, was yellow. but. Do you drink coffee? Yeah, I love coffee. I had a coffee here. It's gone now. <laughs> so, I used to drink coffee. I have a, I'm a highly addictive person, dude. That's why, like, I don't... There's a lot of things I don't do anymore. Uh-huh. Just because, like... I just know myself. And so like one of the things, one of the things is coffee. Like I, I, I made it a point to not drink coffee anymore. Only because like, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't hate on anybody that like, dude, do your thing. Do whatever it is you do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Please. Like who, who am I to judge? Yeah. But yeah, there was this thing where I would like, I would always drink a coffee and then with my coffee, I would smoke cigarettes. Uh huh. No, it's, that's, they th- go really well together. Yo, people would be like, oh, if you're trying to quit coffee, you know, why don't you try like tea and cigarettes? I'm like, dude, that's not the same thing. That is not the same thing at all. No. Dude, there's something just about coffee and cigarettes or after you eat, you have a cigarette. And when yeah, you're so drinking, this actually is really good to kind of, you know, satisfy that, that urge. So Cause I'll, say, I'll hit this thing one time, you know. So does that have nicotine? It does. It has a very small amount. I think it's like point zero. Can I hit it? I've never hit a jewel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah ever. please. So it's I, just, kind of, I just pull it. Yeah, but just pull it, but don't like hold it in your mouth. Just pull it straight into your lungs. Yeah. Yo. Hey, what's up? Sam. What's up? We got visitors. Hey, babe. Sam, let me know if, uh, let me know if you need. Okay, cool, cool. That's Sam Sheffer. He was on the he was on the podcast. Shout out to Sam Sheffer. Shout out to Sam Sheffer. Shout out to Sarah. Sa- shout out say to Sarah. Hi, say hi to the podcasters. Hey. <laughs> Come here. What's going on? What are you guys talking about? What are oh, we're just talking about everything. Skateboarding and art and Soho Ski Club. Tattoos. Culture. And everything nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My, name, my name is Miguel. My name is Miguel, by the oh, way. Oh, I've heard a lot about you. Oh, I thought oh. you guys met. Oh, no, we've never met. Oh, we I thought you did. Next door. Oh, okay. Um, then we probably like right cross paths. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Colin. Sarah. Colin. Hi, Colin. Miguel. Nice you know you. Sam. Sam Sheffer with the astronaut. What's up, G? Shirt on, dog. Yo, and but see, you saw Sam's jacket though, real quick. I did. He got. He copped the swag. The heat. That's it. The heat. That's fire, man. Actually, um, looks like the suits that they wear, like the volcano. No, like when they, the volcano people. Have you seen them? Oh, Jeremy, the make sure you go, talk to the mic. The guys that go film uh, volcanoes, they all they all wear those like super foil suits. Check see, it out. See, that's so crazy. How that's a job. Yeah, dude, filming volcanoes. <laughs> Yeah, we had this conversation the other day. We were we were thinking like, yeah, people's jobs. There's people out there whose sole job is to go film whales. 
yes. and like fish and yes. look at beautiful places. Yes. Like how cool is that? And how do you even get into that? You're just like, okay, I'm just going to be a, a whale filmer. Work at Nat Geo or, yeah, man. or something, right? Dude. We should all quit our jobs and go film whales. Oh, <laughs> I'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> that, right? sounds, that sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Jeremy, are you doing anything today, man? Like, do you have like a time limit for? No, no. Well, okay, no time cool, limit. Cool, I just, cool, cool, cool. I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying. We've been talking for like uh, over an hour. That's good. You know what I mean? And like, I good was stuff. Like, I was I'm glad we're recording it so I can listen back on yeah, it. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. It, it, it's, this is this experience is is uh it's very interesting to me when i think about it like again me and you've known each other for a year but then like our interactions are always very like short Mm -hmm. and at work and like never really had a conversation for more than what 20 minutes right 20 minutes that's a long time yeah and like right now you said we've had a conversation for over an hour like when do people do that no i know it's it's it's, uh uninterrupted it's a dying art form it's interesting man it's very interesting <laughs> yeah um when i think it's cool though with this platform too to through through our talk you know hopefully the the point is to you know inspire people to think in a different way share new ideas start you a know, podcast start a podcast <laughs> some bye babe some uh you know some people it's all about learning something learning a new perspective learning about someone, learning about someone's point of view. Yeah, man. You know, and, and learning from everybody. I think there's something to be learned from everyone. So it's keeping an open mind to that. And, you know, through organic conversation, you know, topics like the skateboarding thing. I hope that resonates with somebody out there, Dude, you know, and like when you said might that- inspire somebody to have a different perspective on how to do things. You know, and it's just, it's, it's about, you know, I, with, uh, with my art, with work or whatever it is, I'm like a firm believer in mental training, like your mind, like you have to keep your mind, uh, a clear place and in a good place, I think to be productive, to, you know, be successful whatever that may be, whatever success means to to you. Right. And, and for me, it's like, you know being happy, having a, having a, you know, a strong sense of self, Absolutely. you know, and like reminding myself of little things throughout the day. Um, you know, like there's this thing that I say to myself, if I have a negative thought, like you're talking about, oh, you can have a, you know, think you're going to get hit by a bus, right? So it's like, as soon as that thought enters my mind, if I'm on my bike or something and I'm like, oh shit, I could get by a car. I'll say cancel universe. You know, it's like a thing that happens that I do in my mind is like a part of my mental training to kind of exterminate that negativity and it keeps my mind moving forward in a positive way. So it's just like, you know, the more if you're riding around on your bike and you're like, I'm going to get hit by a car, I'm going to get hit by a car, you're probably going to get hit by a car. If that's what's on your mind, you're, you know, you're putting that out there, even if it's just a thought. Because that's what everything comes from. Everything stems from a thought. Everything that's around it. us. Yes. There's nothing, uh, true, you know, there's nothing that you can see or touch or feel except for nature that didn't come from somebody's mind. Yep. So, like, somebody had to think about the wheel first before they could make it. Everything in this room. Yeah. Everything, everything we're wearing. Everything, everything. Everybody. Somebody had to think about it first. And that 
and and then obviously work towards it. Yeah, everything. Everything stems from a thought. So keeping your thoughts clear and positive, and keeping a, a I think a healthy mind is is the most important thing. Um, you know, There's, to be. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's. I find that again spot on with your thoughts on mental training because there's this thing that I do where I think it's because of like working for Casey where if you're walking around and you see something and you know something should be done with that thing as soon if you think that you need to do it yeah and like of course some people be like oh what if you think of killing somebody like obviously don't kill somebody like you know what's right and wrong you know what I mean I'm talking about something like say around the house say if you're walking around the house and you see your socks on the floor and you're like oh that shouldn't be there with me, once I have that thought of like, oh, that shouldn't be, you need to act on Just it. right away. You have to. Yeah. Because I feel like if you don't, that could easily just become a bad habit. And mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to listen to myself. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're not going to listen to yourself, like, you should hold your own thoughts like very, um, I don't know how to say this. Like, you should be listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, like, you're, you're you're talking to yourself. You know what's wrong. You know what's right. You know, everybody knows what they should be doing. Yeah. And so, like, you should really listen to yourself. So Absolutely. So if you hear yourself say something, whether it's, like, you even saying something negative, but there's a part of you that also says, like, oh, you shouldn't think that. So mm-hmm. you act and you say, cancel universe. Mm-hmm. Like, you're listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely, like, self-awareness. And I think that's, it. again, it sounds like hippie stuff. And, and there's nothing wrong with and that. And like you said, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I'm a firm believer of that stuff, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. I really, really am. And uh, I think that being self-aware, even like that'll translate to so many platforms, whether it's like career, whether it's personal, whether it's being like social or working at like working on yourself, being at home, whatever it is. I feel like that that applies to all of that. Mm-hmm being self-aware is so beneficial to you no 100 percent. i mean i think that's should be everyone's priority that should come before anything before you know mental health i think is the most important thing anybody can do for themselves to get their mind right you know because it's going to just translate to everything like you have to get your mind right before you can get your body right before you can get anything right you know i that's that's just what i believe you know i'm i'm with you on that yeah so you know i think uh and and a lot of people struggle with mental health you know and and not not in a way of like you know in any other way but that they might not have the best mental training like thinking the right way a lot of people think we'll go into a dark so you're saying not not even like mental health as in like say dementia no like or like you're talking even on like more on a more simple basic level of yeah even even say confidence exactly exactly okay, gotcha yes 100 percent, dude yeah confidence is something i uh i uh i definitely suffer from and like i don't know until very recently i've never most people don't know this about me but like i i suffer from i guess i suffer from this thing struggle called, like, struggle i struggle with uh like i think it's called imposter syndrome where um huh. you feel like you don't deserve the things you get oh 
and it's like you or you feel like you're never like good enough for something huh and sometimes i deal like sometimes i deal with them like oh i don't deserve this or like the thing with luck comes in like oh you're just being lucky miguel this that the other and then that's why i have such a problem with with luck but yeah i don't know man like it's it's that's a mental training thing that i've been doing like no 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 miguel you worked hard for this yeah this isn't just luck no yeah like you are special exactly and yo and it's not just me like honestly i think everybody is special of course as, they like, are everyone as, as everyone should be the, told that yes, you know because they're, they're, not, have, they're not yeah of course they're not, not they're not that's one of the main biggest attractions also that i had to casey is how um how motivational he is to his audience and his platform and how he uses it to, you know, bring people up and tell them that they can do whatever they want. You're infinite. There's nothing stopping you but you, you know? Everyone is special. 100%. 100%. Everyone is special. Everyone's capable of doing the same stuff, you know? And, and you should course, all believe in yourselves because... And of course there's like, there's, there's, there's uh, special circumstances where... Like say like oh I can't be eight foot tall, right? Yeah, like be realistic. Like people are so easy to troll and just be like oh but you know what if I want to be a basketball player? Like yeah. dude, of course there's everything's in limitations. Like mm-hmm. like but but if you want to go talk to a girl or you know like if you want to go apply for a job or you know if you want to learn how to do something like dude you can do these things. Absolutely. You can one especially nowadays with computers, cell phones internet social media like dude you can easily reach out to like a person a celebrity you could reach out to them and like maybe it's not them directly but you can reach out to a celebrity yeah and something could happen absolutely yeah but yeah that's that's the thing man that's and i think a lot of that ties into having no fear you know oh fear of being made fun of fear of failure fear of being rejected yeah like all those things you just have to let that go you know you have to kind of just uh have confidence in yourself and what you're doing and if you how are people going to believe in you if you don't believe in you dude exactly and then that's the thing it's it's like a it and all that confidence and you believing in yourself that takes time that takes practice that takes persistence what we were talking about earlier where like dude you just have to keep going and then mm-hmm. that's why I bring it back full circle with skaters there's just something to that where they don't stop until they land that trick and mm-hmm. then that's why i i'm a firm believer of that's why when you do land that trick that feeling is there's there's nothing like that feeling no because like you just conquered some shit and and you apply that to you know anything the world around you exactly and then there's nothing you can't do you're a force yeah <laughs> dude you're a force to like yeah i'm a yeah dude it's great stuff right there because it sounds crazy or it sounds like very like self-motivating self-help stuff and i mean because i think a lot of people just don't realize it like you said nobody's told that they're special because mm-hmm. i'm a firm believer of that man i'm a firm believer that everybody is special mm-hmm. but some people they just, don't believe it they don't believe it they that's don't, the difference they don't fuel that fire and then that eventually dies out mm-hmm. and then you get caught up in marketing and then you get caught up in the hype and yeah then you start believing you start getting into just not doing what you really want to do because of money and then life happens and i understand dude there's tragic things that happen in life and there's circumstances that are very like hard to avoid and like people fall into habits and like i said i have a very addictive personality and i fall into like even when like say something like 
something as simple as like eating bad you know what i mean like easily just fall into a eating bad hole and just <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know you're in a t- in a bathtub full of gummy bears easy <laughs> it's so easy it's so so easy but yeah but i think like you said with mental training that's something to just like be very aware of and like dude you just got to train and like you just mindset is very important mm-hmm. it's super super important yeah so i mean yeah if, if anybody can take something away from our podcast I, I would hope that it would be you know think more about their mental health because people probably don't even think about it i think as much as right when you said mental health the first thing i thought of was like dementia or like yeah or like no no alzheimer's that's not, or, that's and that's not, not even what you're talking exactly no no i'm just talking about being healthy with your thoughts you know all the stuff we just talked about and um you know if you're into philosophy and and psychology and 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 all that stuff i mean I, i'm sure a psychologist would would agree that that's a big part of mental health you know huge and and i've had some experience i'm into not like as a, as a doctor or anything <laughs> but i'm just saying like being interested in psychology and how people think yes. and how the mind works and yes. you know so i and i've picked people's brains and I've heard, you know, people express their thoughts to me, you know, and it's very easy to go into a dark spiral of thought, you know, or you're, this hypothetical thing that doesn't even exist is going to stop you. doesn't even exist. From, yeah, it just exists in your mind, you know, and so, you know, people might be like, oh, well, you know, I'm... Um, I'm not going to go to the store uh, or, you know, I don't know, something bigger. I don't want to go on this trip by myself because I could get mugged. And then after I get mugged, I'm going to, you know, do this. And then all of a sudden they're like Nothing ended up ha- ransomed in, th- in their mind, you know. Because uh, of movies, dude. And yeah. Like- and it's just like all that hypothetical stuff will, is going to stop you. From experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... I just, uh, I, I think that's a, a really important thing for, for myself, for anybody out there, you know, and, and, uh, something that needs to be talked about. I think people, you know, should be uplifted and, and encouraged, encouraged. Exactly. Yeah. And pushed. Cause, um, you know, we're at, we're at a time now when it used to be like these secrets, um, you would want to keep these things to yourself because what are you just going to create more competition for yourself? But that's a dated yeah. mentality. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to tell these people. I'm not going to give these people the the keys to you know success. Yeah, you know because then like you know in the in the old times it was like um, survival of the fit. Exactly, that's exact that mentality. Um, quote or saying that i was going to say is survival of the fittest so you know if you have the 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 answers to the test you're you're not going to just give them out to everybody in the class it's true you know so uh but i think that's dated now i think it's more empowering it's more powerful it's more fulfilling to give all the answers out to the class and give them all the tools and then you know see what they do with it it's like if you can give all the answers to the class and or whatever this is just a metaphor but you know you would hope that your enabling somebody to succeed even to 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 surpass you that's you know? an int- that's an interesting thought because then it's more in it's like it's bigger than you so you're, you're pushing something you know you're you're making 
the next great thing possible mm-hmm. because if you don't enable somebody like then if you don't share your knowledge then who knows what could happen like who knows who who could become the next best creator who knows who can become the next best whatever mm-hmm. if you don't give them the proper tools and don't give them the confidence and don't give them that mindset like who knows and that should be super fulfilling for somebody you know if if that did if that were to happen you know let's say you know i give you a camera miguel and i'm like here go start your vlog and then all of a sudden you're this huge sensation like I, that's a no better feeling for me than to be like yo i fucking gave I him the that. tools i pushed him yes. yeah you know um so i, I think that is a, a big part of a, cha- a shift that's probably happening right now or that's been happening right now um in terms of you know sharing ideas empowering people pushing them and uh you know that's what i'm all about and it's awesome <laughs> jeremy i think that's a good point to end the podcast man yeah like dude sounds good thank you for having me miguel <laughs> yo jeremy thanks for coming on dude and i wanted to, uh, I've, I've, i haven't texted it to you or said it over instagram but I, cause I wanted to say it in person because I'm a firm believer of like, you should say shit like this in person, dude. Happy belated birthday. Oh, dog. thank oh, you. Dude, my bad. I didn't even know it was your birthday, but yo, happy birthday. Thank man. you, man. Yes. How old are you now, man? I entered my, uh, my 30th year. So I'm, I'm alive. Lived, I'm, yeah. So I'm 20. I just turned 29, but I lived 29 years. So now you're, I'm in my 30th year. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> 29 though. <laughs> wait 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 so wait wait are you 29 or are you 30 i'm 29 you're 29 now yeah and then now at this point you're living your 30th year right got it yeah because my friend he actually he he fucked me up at my at my uh i had a little dinner for my birthday and and uh at the end of the dinner he was like you know i know this is gonna sound stupid or simple but you know when you're born you're nine months old but you don't start at nine months. You start from zero. And then when you live one year, you turn one. So you've lived one year. So uh, And then you enter your second year. And so he was like, okay, you've lived 29 years already. And this is your 30th year. And Got I was it. like, oh, wow, that's interesting. That's it's cool. Just I never thought about it that way. That yeah. perspective, man. Yeah. But yeah, dude, thank you. Oh, um, is there any 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 plugs you want to do like your website <laughs> or Instagram? Yeah, check, uh, check out the Soho Ski Club website. SohoSkiClub.com, TattooParty.com, SeanPencils.com for my paintings. Yeah, um, dude. You know, and uh, yeah, keep me on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you got, you can see a lot of other cool artists too there that uh, I work with. And it's a fun place. Jeremy, so, thanks dude. so much for having me, Miguel. This thanks was really fun. On, I can't wait to do it again. I'll yes. bring the tattoo stuff next time. Dude, and then we'll get tatted live. And then we'll get tatted live. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good looks, Jerry. Cool, man. Thanks, Miguel.